2: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times.
3: Hey, George, um, really quickly, um, speaking of things that you need to know, I saw this weekend a tweet where you said you ran out of gas like four blocks from your house, and that leads me to a question about how you ran out of gas four blocks from your house, man.
2: I will. I will tell you that. But first, Greg, what do we have and what you need to know?
3: All right, so we're going to start off a little bit lighter here. The Tom and Jerry movie is going to be coming out here pretty
2: soon. It's going to come out at the end of February. And so it kind of got us thinking it's, it's going to be what would you, is there an old school cartoon that you would like to be redone? Because I think this is the first Tom and Jerry movie that I know of. Um, it is the first Tom and Jerry movie that I'm familiar with. Um, I love Tom and Jerry. I will watch that movie on HBO Max. Um, I told my daughter we should watch it together because uh, mommy and daddy used to watch Tom and Jerry because we're old um, I think if they're going to bring back, a, um, they've done the Flintstones plenty of times, real live action and cartoon, I believe. I think they need to bring back the Jetsons. How about
3: that? Cause they've done Scooby Doo as well, but I don't feel like we've done a Jetsons movie. I, I like the Jetsons. I like the Jetsons as a cartoon. Um, I would think a Jetsons movie actually sound, that's a pretty solid idea. So wait a second. Is the Tom and Jerry movie already done?
2: Yeah. It's on HBO max. Or really? It will be. I think this week, right?
3: February twenty sixth. Uh, I don't know, next man. Uh, George, I'm still trying to catch up to that Britney Spears documentary you told me about. You know, and I also want to get to that Denzel movie that you told yeah. me was no good. No, the
2: Denzel movie stinks.
3: Yeah, so it's hard for me to take in as much content as you guys do. I'm telling you, I don't he's...
2: take in that much. I do have to watch Tenet, though. That's the movie I'm going to watch next. Which is uh, I'm the, still in the, the this, Nolan uh, I'm in the middle of this.
3: I'm in the middle of the Succession, but I'm not really binging. I'm, I'm taking forever to watch this thing. Yeah. Anyway,
2: Bergman, do you have a pick on this or no? Uh, I do, and by the way, there is a Jetsons movie out. There's a couple Jetsons movies out there. Really? That you can watch, by the way. Yeah, but uh, mine is actually one that's. It's called Wacky Races. I don't know if you ever saw that cartoon. No, I saw in the Wacky day. Races. Yeah, you're no. too young for me. Too young. This is oh, this was. It was. I mean, it had like Muttley and all those Dick Dastardly and a whole bunch. It's like a. It's it's like a rat race type of thing, or mm. uh, it's a Mad 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 World type thing, and they could re- they could
3: really do that. Ah, that's mine. What, what year are we talking about here? Uh, probably 80s, early 80s. Yeah, I think by then I was pretty much for done with reasons? cartoons. But early think, 80s? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I'm I mean, not I, done I, now. for me, I, I'll tell you a great cartoon, underrated, very underrated cartoon from my mm-hmm. childhood, mm-hmm. when Mr. T got his own cartoon. You guys ever? Oh remember? yeah, I do that,
2: remember the Mr. T cartoon. See, that yeah. was a
3: good cartoon. I'll tell yeah. you what, sucker, you better watch my cartoon. I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna take your TV. I'm gonna give it to somebody who also watch my cartoon.
2: There you go. That's Mr. T. Uh, Laura, do you have a cartoon before we move on?
4: You took mine, The Jetsons.
2: Oh. I wow. would love to see that. Yeah, I would too. I would watch a DuckTales movie if Disney wants to create Ooh. one. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Scrooge True. McDuck and uh, The Nephews. Yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, all right, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, so eight seven 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 ten espn if you want to get in. We've had a ton of people on. We're going to have Dr. Raj Brar on in about 12 minutes. So, we've had Stephen A on. We've had Woj John. We've been talking about this Anthony Davis situation. Who are the Lakers without Anthony Davis? What are they? What are they in the regular season? Uh, what are they in the postseason if Anthony Davis, God forbid, is not around? Right? Um, who are the favorites if they're not the favorite? Do you worry more about the Clippers now? And also, Stephen A brought up an interesting point that when it comes to the Clippers, that Kawhi skates. Everybody just rips Paul George for their lack of success last season so 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 let's go to Ed in Granada Hills hello Ed how is the valley today what's up George you know it's lovely in the valley yeah brother I hear
0: you my wife is from the valley originally from Granada Hills Mrs. Sedano originally from Granada Hills Oh, yeah, we talked before one time about uh, when Bronny was going to go to Sierra Canyon, and you had told me that, and I told you that uh, that was my alma mater, too. because Oh, wow. It to that's a
2: beautiful campus. I I saw – who's the kid? Uh, Bagley. I saw Bagley play there uh, when he was going to school there. I went Marvin to go watch Bagley? him. Marvin Bagley. When Marvin Bagley played at Sierra Canyon, I went to go watch one of his basketball games there. It's a beautiful
3: campus. He played his high school ball there. Man, that's a, that's a guy. You talk about – was he number one overall pick? He was number two uh,
2: number to two? DeAndre Ayton. He went man. before Luka.
3: My God, dude. I mean, he is like, to me, I watch him play at times when he's not hurt. He's <laughs> soft. Dude. That's
2: very rare. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: soft. Go ahead, my man. What do we got, Ed? So, George, you're an NBA historian. You know your stuff front to back, side to side. And you know that the Clippers have something in common with Kyle Kuzma, and that's the number zero. Um, zero championships. <laughs> zero a lot of anything um here in LA um I reminded you before too that there's more cubans in LA than there is clipper fans you did so, oh, you, now I remember yeah. exactly this conversation go ahead yes yeah yeah so I'm um, I'm just saying man like the new the clippers put together exciting teams we can go back to Baron Davis Chris came in Sam Cassell you know, Blake Griffin, uh, the whole, uh, I Lamar what, Odom, El brand. Yeah. 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 All of that stuff. Like they're fun to watch, but they are our little brothers, man. Like these guys can't, can't act like they're going to do anything. They'll never be anything in LA. It's sad to say, it sounds kind of rough to say, but it just, it's a, uh, it's the truth. Well, right,
3: I hope Ed, I hope, the, hope the chargers are hearing what you're saying about the Clippers.
2: Well, that's the, that's the connection I've made, um, a ton of times. I, um, when I, I, So there is a documentary coming out about the Chargers' move to L.A. Um, yeah. The group is called Bolted, yep. or I think the project is called Bolted, and yeah. Greg has connected me with them a number of times for the project that they're doing. And um, I, that's, the, that's the connotation that I've made, that the Chargers face a really uphill battle. Look at the Clippers. They've been here forever and can't catch a break You know, as far as building a fan base.
3: Yeah, that, um, I know you're talking about the, it's, a, um, it's like a podcast documentary. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, Yeah. and I've done some of that stuff also, and um, you know, having seen them leave San Diego and go to L.A. and and see them be so utterly unsuccessful, and to see the Rams go from being like the twenty eighth most valued team in the NFL up to like number four, and to see the Chargers go from like twenty fourth up to eighteen. The Rams got everything they wanted, which was to go from the small market to the big market and get their valuation up massive. The Chargers did the exact same thing, only it just didn't work. So, yeah, to the caller's point about the Clippers, that's why when Stephen A. says, you know, maybe the the Lakers won't be able to take on the Clippers, you go, but something will happen along the way because they've always been the Clippers and they've never really succeeded with all the talent they've had.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go back to the phones, Eight seven 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 ten. espn we got an open phone line if you want to hop aboard. We want to get in on some calls here. David is in Palm Springs. David, how is the desert, my man?
5: Oh, it's been great. It's been like 74 degrees. Oh. I've been sitting in the backyard drinking Coors Light like Tom Flores all day.
2: I love it. I love it. What, by the way, one of my favorite breakfast places is out there in Palm Springs, a place called Elmer's. Have you been there?
5: Um, Yeah, it's actually the only five-star rated one. They have these, like, berry uh, crepes with, like, three different kinds of berries and whipped cream. Yeah, it's great.
2: (laughs) It's so good. So, so good.
5: Yeah, so I was going to weigh in on the Anthony Davis thing as well. Um, I think that uh, I agree with Stephen A. And, you know, just like when Clay Thompson went down, In the beginning of the season, I said that immediately takes them out of championship contention. And, yeah, you know, they'll have great stats for Steph, but they're not going to win a title. And I think we have to be very careful with Anthony. Even if he comes back with five games left in the season, I think you just have to kid glove him. And if you look back in our history, it's almost the same situation as Andrew Bynum, where they couldn't beat Boston when he couldn't play, and then when he came back healthy, it was the big three to do it. So we have to be careful because if Anthony Davis doesn't play, you go from a big two going against, like Stephen A said, a team like New Jersey who has a big three, and you're turning yourself into a big one with role players, and they're just not going to win a title if that happens. He has to actually, you know, be kid-gloved. And the other thing I'd like to add, and I want to know what you guys think, they got a guy sitting there, and you have a lot of Laker fans that have been complaining about rim protection, and this is a perfect opportunity for the Lakers to satisfy their fans and their own franchise needs, and not only for that reason, but you had the issue with maybe going forward, Anthony Davis would be out a playoff game in each series. Who knows? If it players back up, just like it did in the bubble, it's the same injury. It's just carried over, and this could be going forward into next season, so maybe getting a guy that's sitting there like Drummond, who isn't going to play again <laughs> for the rest of the season, that's the perfect guy. We played them earlier, and he controlled the pain and dominated the pain against us. He's just sitting there. I think they should go get a guy to well- ease the pain get rim protection, and going forward, maybe take way minutes from Anthony so we can keep him going forward. What do you guys think about that?
2: David, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. The problem with uh, Drummond is they're going to want to deal him first. Um, There is a chance at a buyout, for sure. There is a chance. Uh, But I think that he has some value. And I think that that's going to be the tough part, Cap, is trying to get an Andre Drummond, who, of course, would be perfect, right? Um, But... I think that the Cavs can get something for him and not just have to buy him out.
3: I don't really know, man. I mean, seriously, like I, I really don't know if you want to mess with this, with this team, um, with this roster. I suppose George, again, if you are if you're trying to put it together and you're, you're, you're looking around at who's available, who becomes available, how inexpensive it might be, how long you might have to carry it. Then maybe, maybe, but I, if it were me, every guy on this team—Kuzma, THT, those two guys in particular—I'd be like, "Yo, this is my chance. This yeah. is my shot." Sure, you know, I yeah, can't replace—I can't replace what he does, but we can make adjustments to how we play. By the way, we won a bunch of games without him here. Yeah, but they went to double overtime, but we still won.
2: Right. Uh, Kyle tweeted me a while ago, and I forgot we had—we uh, ended up getting to Woj earlier. At that point, we uh, early in the show. Kyle, who? Kyle, Kyle, had Kyle tweeted Kuzma. Me- Uh, No, not Kyle. Another Kyle. Kyle uh, L.A. style is his Twitter handle. Got it. And he he tweeted me, and I had said, I don't know if you remember this, I had teased that someone sent me something, but it's a bit of a conundrum for me as far as a suggestion for the Lakers. And he says the Lakers should go get Whiteside. Now, Hassan Whiteside probably does fit the mold of what everybody wants here, a rebounder, a rim protector, a guy who can roll to the rim, except he's not a winning player. And he is cheap. He's at veterans minimum, Sacramento Kings. It won't take a lot. Uh, To pry him out of Sacramento, he's not getting any playing time because Rashawn Holmes is a better player than him. Uh, But, God, I wouldn't want him on this team. Um, I I mean, look, could LeBron make anybody work? Deion Waiters was on this team last year. J.R. Smith was on this team last year. But they didn't have to count on those guys very much. In this case, you'd have to count on Whiteside
3: a little bit. Was he in Portland last year? Yes, he was. And I remember during their playoff run, he was pretty good. I mean, no, no, he wasn't. No, I mean he, I just, he, he puts I just, up good
2: stats. He yeah. it, it, it's not impactful though.
3: I just remember thinking to myself, man, that guy, a big, strong young guy, man. Like that guy can that guy can board. At least I remember thinking that last year during the bubble, because if I'm being honest, it's the first time I ever heard of the guy.
2: He's he's a what you would call a compiler. Well you
3: know he, what he that compiled means? me he compiled me into thinking he was good, I can tell you that.
2: Yeah, he's a compiler. All right, let me go to Jay in San Pedro real quick. Jay, como estás? Hello, how you doing? What's up, bud?
3: Boy, that just sounded like, hey, how you do?" That just sounded like somebody's phone it. just died, yeah.
2: Oh, no, it's Juan. Juan in San Pedro, my bad. It was Juan. Juan, are you there? No, we lost him. Damn, Juan, he's been on hold that long. and he, he- Call us back, Juan, 877-710-ESPN. Yeah, right. We do have a guest coming up, so let's talk to the guest. Juan, call us back after the guest. At 6.30, we'll be back uh, taking some more calls. So uh, we have Dr. Raj Brar. Uh, Doctor of Physiotherapy and Sports Scientist, uh, owner of 3CB Performance. He's going to join us in a minute. Juan's back. All right, Juan, go ahead, buddy. Sneak it in. What
6: do you got? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, Yeah, so I want to weigh in on this AD thing. I think, uh, forget Stephen A., I think we're a contender regardless because we have LeBron James. And I just started liking LeBron because he came to the Lakers. But um, I feel like we're fine. I feel like people have to step up. Like uh, Marcus Saw has to knock down a couple more threes. I think we also we need a shooter. I don't think there's no one on the team that can really shoot like that. Even they are LeBron shooting poorly gotten, right now. That is a good yeah, point. It, yeah, we need a shooter. I think LeBron's jump shot over the years has gotten better. But we need someone that's gonna like a like not, not Kyle Corbett, but someone that you don't wanna leave open at all Right, at for sure. Someone
2: on. who is a forty percent lockdown type shooter. Now let yes. me ask you this, Juan, before we let you go. You said you didn't uh, like LeBron, but now you like him as a Laker. Laura, we've been trying to convince her to like LeBron for a really long time because she's a big Laker fan, but she's you know, it's got this beef with LeBron from back in the day. Like, can you yeah, convince Laura to be a fan of LeBron?
6: Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a fan. I just started, I had to deal with that. He's on the team. You know, I'm a, I'm one of those guys that debates Kobe and LeBron all day, even though I have to respect the game now. Cause rest in peace, Kobe. But uh, I think that's what made me like him. The passing of Kobe is I have to respect this dude, man. He's an art team. He's leading us. And it's just the way life is. I'm not, uh, Rob Pelinka. I can't make no one else come on the team. So he's a guy and he's right now. He hasn't slowed down a bit. I'm not worried about his minutes. He, that dude's a robot. A dude's. That dude's solid. Um, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about nothing. I'm not worried about no Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz remind me of the Hawks. Remember the Hawks were the number one. Yeah, team yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the Hawks with took, Kyle Korver and Horford and, and, and in Paul Millsap and I'm them. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's a good point. I'm, I'm not worried kind of about his minutes either, too. man. The
3: guy is superhuman. Guy is guy is not a normal human being. Not worried about the minutes. Not at all.
2: All right, um, Laura. Did you know? I mean, he, he kind of came the other way. You know, what do you think? No?
4: Mm, no. no I, I, respect, like I respect LeBron. He respects him. He doesn't have All to right. like All
2: right. This portion like it, of the Laura. show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing health care one person at a time. All right, we got a break because Karen Kay's got to go here soon, and uh, we need to get traffic in. So we'll be back with Dr. Raj Brar. He's going to join us, give us the specifics on AD.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jet's Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
2: Sedano LZ and Cap LZ out today. Just myself and Cap. Thanks to Stephen A. Smith. Thanks to Wode who joined us earlier. If you missed any part of the show, you should always subscribe to the Sedano LZ and Cap podcast on the ESPN app, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Excuse me, not iTunes anymore. Uh, Google, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. So we wanted to continue to discuss Anthony Davis's situation. So we bring on Dr. Raj Brar, director of physiotherapy and sports science. Uh, He is the owner of 3CB Performance, which specializes in therapy, sports performance, and mindfulness. Uh, You can also check out his work on Silver Screen and Roll, the uh, blog for your Los Angeles Lakers. We are happy to have him aboard. Uh, Dr. Raj, thank you so much. So I, I guess I will start here, right? And we want to try to discuss this in layman's terms as best as we can to have the general public kind of understand. So Anthony Davis's injury... Um, you know, they're saying two or three weeks before evaluation. What do you think the long-term prognosis could be for him based on what you're seeing as far as this season is concerned?
1: I mean, from what I've seen, the long-term prognosis actually looks pretty good because from everything we've been told, there's no actual damage to the tendon itself. Like, for example, Wode said that earlier. The team said that they had an ultrasound scan, I think, believe last week, and they found no damage to the tendon itself. And so that's what really bodes well for AD moving forward. And in this case, I really think that two- to three-week timeline is something where they're taking a little bit of a, a cautious approach based on what happened, obviously, last night, just to give him a little bit more time to be able to recover, kind of ramp down, rest and
3: then ran back up. Dr. Raj, let me understand what it is you do so that I can just set up where I'm going with this next question. A doctor sure. of physical therapy. Are you a physical therapist or are you an orthopedic surgeon? Just so I know.
1: No, I'm a, physio- I'm a physiotherapist. That's just the title they use now. It's a doctor profession.
3: Um, MD well, or not an MD? Not, a, not an MD. Okay, let me explain why I'm asking. Because. Uh, an orthopedic surgeon generally says let's operate and a physical therapist usually says let's find the cause of what's creating this injury so my question to you would be when you hear about somebody having an achilles issue and then the next day you hear that this is now a calf where do you start to think about what's causing these these issues
1: sure i i mean i think that the easiest thing to think about here is the fact that A.D. had the longest playoff run of his career. Then we had the shortest turnaround time in professional sports history. So essentially, he was trying to ramp up during the season. We know those increases in intensity can lead to some of these soft tissue. When I say soft tissue, I mean muscle, ligament, tendon issues. So that, to me, really is the root cause of what's going on here. And I believe AD said that he's been dealing with this for a little bit of time. And so this short turnover might have just kind of been the final tipping point for him to really have now this issue.
2: So, Dr. Raj, when when he, someone like him who has had multiple injuries to that leg just this season, um, mm-hmm. how does one treat that uh, to allow him to be able to return as safely and as quickly as possible?
1: Yeah, so it really, it really depends on what exactly is going on. Like you said, when you have multiple issues, we know when you have one issue, it can lead to kind of that, that domino effect where other p- parts of the body are then picking up some of that, that stress. Like, for example, that calf strain may, is very likely related because if the Achilles is suffering then the calf, which does very similar function now has to pick up more of the load, right? It's like when you have that group project and one person's not doing anything, everyone else burns out, it's kind of similar to that. And so, you know, when treating that, it, it's a tricky process because you have to look at the risk-reward of everything. And is it really worth that player coming back right now? Is it worth the reward? Or is, it, is there is it entail more risk? And so, And that's really what the Lakers got judy seto for she's known for managing that tightrope with with kobe and managing those injuries mid-season and allowing him to play on with all those injuries that he dealt with
3: all right so what what is what should we all understand again in simple terms how do you go about treating something like this
1: so the treatment here it's multiple things right one is you have to manage the load on it so they're doing that right now by taking him out and not allowing him to play games, you, you reduce that. Right? Secondly, the big thing from my understanding, again, we don't have many details is that there's a lot of inflammation, swelling going on. So you have to then reduce the swelling, which can be done, whether it's through hands-on treatment, whether it's through modalities, like, I mean, they use a like plenty of, a lot of things, whether it's ice, whether it's electrical stimulation, they have access to all those things. And so you're trying to reduce inflammation. And then lastly, you're trying. You're trying to then ramp him up in a manner that is more appropriate, and so you're trying to put appropriate levels of stress through that area without causing more irritation.
2: Because of course, you have to rebuild those muscles again uh, so that they can function properly. Um, yeah. I- again. Again, this is all a suggestion, and you know you haven't seen him. You're not treating him, um, but that that ramp up you just discussed. What would be a a general timeline? You know, from shortest to longest, that something like that could take once he is uh, available again.
1: So typically, that from what I've seen with his Laker team, that typically can take around oh, seven to ten days. So let's say he just reevaluated in three weeks, and they're saying, hey, you no, know, he's clear to come back. And then typically they want to have him go through some of these one-on-one drills. And if he clears that, then they go into maybe a three-on-three and then eventually back to a five-on-five in a full practice. Once he's able to clear a full practice, then the player is typically cleared then for returning to a game.
3: Well, it seems like they already kind of were there, right? I mean, everybody's uh, – yeah. Woj is on earlier today, and Woj is like, yeah, so um, he said that he felt great and that he was all ready to go. And so whether or not that's you know him, meaning him, meaning AD, talking himself into feeling great, all I know is, is that he had one really good game, and then uh, halfway through the second quarter, this guy went limping off the court. I just don't think – I don't think they should be playing him right now. And obviously they're no, not going know. to be.
1: Yeah, and I tend to agree with you. I think you know, AD has said multiple times how he wants to play through injuries and it's trying to become something that he prides himself on. He played through a bunch last year, but in this case they admit they might have indulged him a little bit too much and so it's like like hey dude, like okay, this is what happened. This issue is maybe a little more sensitive and irritable than we realize and now you also have this additional compensation injury, so we have to back off. And it sounded like AD understood that during his interview last night, where he did sound a little more kind of sober on the reality of what's going on.
2: Dr. Raj Brar, doctor of physiotherapy and sports science. Raj Brar is the owner of 3CB Performance, which specializes in therapy, sports performance, and mindfulness. And, of course, you can see his work at silverscreenandroll.com, a longtime Los Angeles Lakers community. Dr. Raj, thank you so much for making time for us, man. We really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me.
2: All right, all right, there he is, Dr. Raj with us here. All right, coming up next, we'll open up the phones again, Cap, for all the people who want to weigh in on Anthony Davis, right, and, like, what the hell the Lakers are without him. Who needs to step up? Are they still title favorites? If not, who? Uh, all that stuff, Eight seven 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 ten espn Plus, Justin Turner, we haven't even talked about Justin Turner, is back. What does that mean, though, for the Dodgers? We'll get into all that coming up. Stick around, also, we're back.
3: Wait, George, and please, will you please share with me the story of how you ran out of gas?
2: I will tell you if you let me go to break, damn it. All right, let's go to break. It.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: Little Van Halen? Yes, sir. This is totally your suggestion.
3: Oh, this comes straight from my playbook, pal.
2: (laughs) This was a great song in like 1996 or whatever it was.
3: See, I'm a Sammy Hagar Van Halen guy. Oh, come on. Are you serious? I'm telling you. Sammy Hagar is still to this day what a true all-American rock and roll man is all about.
2: No way, dude. I'm they were so you. much more fun with David Lee Roth. I'm
3: telling you, you go, to, you go down to Cabo Wabo in Sammy's place, and he's nearly 70 years old, and he's still up on stage just crushing it. You're like, that guy right there. He can still do it, man. He still has oh, his i I'm
2: sure. I'm, I'm not saying that that's not the case. I just preferred them with David Lee Roth because they were more fun. Uh, they were much more mature with Sammy Hagar. You know what I mean? They're, they're not, they are they're they not weren't the fun band anymore. They were like a, like a popular, more serious band is the way I would describe it.
3: I've seen Van Halen with David Lee, nights when he forgot the words, and everybody's like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, oh, give me a break. Too you much people- drugs. That's what he was doing. He's like, you people should be thankful I even know any of these words to these songs. It's been 15 years since I sang them. I'm like, hey, bro, the, the words are Panama. Panama, uh, 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 uh. It's not that hard. Yeah. Anyway, would you please, before we move on, before we get back to these calls... Tell you what Toronto? happened with the gas station? Yeah, yeah yes. I saw yeah. your tweet this weekend okay. that you ran out of gas. How do you yeah, run out of gas?
2: Um, so this is what happened. So my car, um, I don't put gas all that often anymore because I don't drive that right. often, maybe once or twice a week, right, mm-hmm. um, to go to the office, and then occasionally to go to, like, the grocery store or something like that, which is around the corner. So I got home from doing Around the Horn last week, and my car was, it has a, like a digital gas meter. Um, and when it's running on empty, when it's down to whatever the last mileage is, right? Like 20 miles, 10 miles, or whatever. It's supposed to blink. The last little thing on the digital screen is supposed to blink. So I get home. It doesn't blink. I'm like, all right, cool. So the next, uh, so so that was Thursday. So I didn't drive Friday. So Saturday, I get in the car because I need to go to the grocery store. Right? I told my wife I'd pick up some stuff. I said I would buy some stuff for the kids for Thanksgiving. I mean, not Thanksgiving, excuse me, for Valentine's. Um, you know, I like to get them funny cards or whatever for like holidays and stuff. Uh, you know, things that sing or whatever that, you know, do silly stuff in the cards. So I like to buy that because the kids love it. So I go and I get these things and I stopped in one shopping center. There's the grocery store, the pharmacy, the whole nine. I, I take care of all of it. I drive past a Chevron, okay, on the way there, <laughs> but I say, Dude, I'm only going three more blocks, and the thing isn't blinking, so I'm fine. So I leave. I come back home, right, which is, you know, I don't know, 10 blocks away from the, uh, from the, uh, the grocery store and the gas station. So I come up to make a left into, like, the main drag, um, which is relative, in my neighborhood, right, that leads to where my street is, and all of a sudden, I'm going to make a left, and the car stops. I'm in the left turn lane, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I try to start it. It doesn't start. And I'm like, it's 7 o'clock, and I know my uh, my little guy didn't nap, so my wife was going to put him to bed early. So I'm like, holy crap. And I didn't say crap, obviously. I said, I need to call my wife. So I call her. I say, hey, I ran out of gas right down the street. Here's where I'm at, this corner. Come get me. And she's like, what do you want me to do? I said, just come. She's like, what well, with the kids? What am I just supposed to do with them? I said, bring them. I said, "Give me your car. I'm gonna go fill up one, buy one of those, you know, <laughs> gallon things that you can buy at the gas station. Yeah, this is my up, next bring question. It back. What do you do? Right. <laughs> yeah, and then fill the, get, get put a gallon of gas or whatever in my car and then yeah. drive it to the gas station.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So she comes down. She uh she puts the kids in my car. The car's got you know the hazard lights on or whatever. People are stopping by. Mind mind you when she's when I'm waiting for her, a guy and his wife pull up." clearly coming from somewhere, and they're like, hey, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I just ran out of gas. My wife's coming now. He's like, yeah, man, been there. Have a good night. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, appreciate it. So he drives off. So wife comes. I go. I buy the canister to put the gas in, right? I put the gas in. I pay 20 bucks for this gallon and a half thing of-
3: You buy it uh, at the gas station itself?
2: Yeah, right. I I go to the Chevron, my local Mm -hmm. Chevron. I buy Mm -hmm. the thing. 20 bucks for that thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Plastic, made of plastic. Well, they kind of got you there. There's yeah you they do have you it is a right. monopoly there's no question so I fill up the te- I put like four dollars or five dollars of gas in it because that's all it fits and then I take it back with me right to the car so I tell my wife got it go ahead get it back in your car go get your you know take off put the kids so to so she bed. sat
3: there with your car and the kids while you for went literally to the like
2: gas. less than five minutes all right just want to
3: understand not, yeah not less judging. than
2: five minutes you know um, so I come back she leaves so you know those canisters. They've got, like, uh, when you open it, um, it's got, like, a little tube, right? And you basically have to take it apart and re- reconstruct it the the opposite way. Correct, correct. Right? So that way it's got, like, this little tube that then you can put in your gas tank, etc., etc., and the gas goes in. So I reconstruct it. I'm all good, right? I start pouring the gas. The seal is broken. Mm. So now it's leaking before it even gets into the tube. And it's coming—it's gushing down the bottom of my car. And I start cursing up a storm.
3: No, not and, you.
2: Yeah. So I start cursing up a storm. And I'm like, this mother bleeping thing. I can't believe I spent $20 on this thing. I, let, I told my wife to leave. And then I'm like cursing up a storm. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm trying to figure out what can I make a cone out of, right, to put the gas in. So a guy <laughs> drives by in what looks like to me a car that would have been in the movie Fast and the Furious at some point. And the the guy, the young man pulls over and says, hey man, what's going on? You need some help? And I said, dude, yes, here's the deal. I bought this canister. The seal's broken. I can't put the gas in the car. She's like, do you have a grocery bag? I said, I don't. Because the stuff I bought, I, you know, I didn't pay for a bag, which I normally do, um, just because I could hold it all in my hand. So he's like, I think I have one in the trunk. And lo and behold, he pulls out a plastic bag out of the trunk. He's like, I'm going to put a hole in it, and then I'll hold it, and then you put the gas in, and anything that leaks out the sides, the bag will hold it, and it'll just kind of siphon its way into the gas tank. And I was like, wow. I never even thought of that. What a and- what
3: a nice guy, by the way. I mean, you could get gas all over your hands. It's not even my car that ran out of gas. It's a stranger. I don't know this guy. Now I got gas on my hands. Right
2: nice guy no question about it very so nice he guy. does that we put in the, the gas he gets a little on his shoes not on his hands i ask him hey man you know can you, you know you want to tell me where you live i can send you he's like no no i'm good i'm good i'm good what was are you gonna, gonna send, send him, him? a bottle of wine or something you very know what nice. i mean very nice he dressing. lived he, i asked him where do you live he, he literally he was turning into the um the community next door um like right where i was but going the opposite way and I was like, are you sure? He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, bro. I was just happy to help. So he leaves. Then I was able to go get gas, fill up my tank. I took the the plastic canister back, though, and I told the guy, hey, I paid 20 bucks for this crap, and it broke. Okay? The seal is broken. I don't want my money back. I'm just telling you, next time you guys sell these things, you should probably test them with water or something to make sure that they actually work. You are okay? like
3: You're like the Cuban Larry David tonight here.
2: Yeah, so I just told them that. I, I mean, honestly, because that way somebody doesn't spend twenty bucks on something that doesn't work. I understand. So, so I told them I'm going to throw it in the trash because this thing broke. This thing doesn't work. It's broken. So uh, and then I filled up my tank and then I went home and then I had to take a shower because I had gas all over my hands sounds everywhere. Like it.
3: It sounds like a yeah. whole ordeal, like a whole yeah. to do. So that
2: was it. That was the story.
3: Wow, my God. Hey, listen. I want to say to everybody who's listening right now, the moral of the story is very simple. Mm. Fill your car up when you get to a quarter of a tank.
2: Yeah, don't, because, don't trust the, the things in your car, even if it's digital, all that, right. because the thing never blinked, so right. I just assumed I had gas.
3: Like, I got the thing in my car, it tells you the range, you fill it up, it's got 350 miles, you know, then all of a sudden you're down to like 30 or 40 miles, the car starts dinging, bing, 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 yo, you need gas. Don't, don't do that. I'm telling you, running out of gas is a gigantic waste of time, yeah. money, Energy. I like to live on the edge, though, a little bit. I hear that.
2: Yeah. Right, Laura? Is that a Latino thing?
4: Hell yeah, it is. It's on me, and we're like, we got this. We're going to get to where we need to go. Yeah, that's our mindset. Yeah,
3: I got it. I understand. I got you. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I have never, ever, ever run out of gas.
2: Really? Not even as a teenager? Because the only other time it happened to me was when I was a kid.
3: The funny part of it is my dad owned a gas station. So like, (laughs) you know, it was like gas, like make sure you got gas. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was embedded in you for sure. Uh, Let me go to Jeff and seal beach who has been holding on patiently through that story. Hello, Jeff.
3: Hey, Jeff, um, George says you waited patiently through that story. I found that story to be very entertaining. I would have sat through it as well. Jeff, are you there?
2: (laughs) No, he just, he's not there. He wasn't that interested. Jeff Jeff
3: ran out of gas. He went to go get the same gas can you got.
2: Yeah, wait, wait a second. Jesse in Beaumont has a very bold strategy here. I, I got to hear his reasoning behind this. Jesse in Beaumont, what do you got?
4: He dropped two? Nah, come on. For oh. real? He just dropped. He just dropped.
2: Wow. Look at that. It wasn't. Well, meant to we got to be- go to
3: break anyway. I like the story.
2: I was going to try to squeeze them in. See? I was going to try to squeeze you in. This is what happens. I put you, I try to squeeze you guys in, then you drop, no more calls. We're done. <laughs> That's it. Punishment and penitencia. All right. Time out for you guys today. Just like I do with my two-year-old. You're in time out. By the way, I am a lot more strict with my two-year-old son than I am with my daughter. He's also a lot more of a pain in my ass than yeah. she ever was.
3: Well, listen. Uh, daughters, very easy to control their dads. Very easy.
2: Well, also, she was just a, more of a rule follower. This guy is just a disaster. <laughs>
3: He's a disaster, huh? Well, he's a two-year-old little guy. They don't yeah. they don't listen to rules yet.
2: And he's very Cuban, very Hispanic. Is very that right? Latino. right? Yeah. She, my daughter, she got the white side of the family. My, um, you know, she got mom's side. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's got my side of the family for sure. <laughs> so I'm paying for that crap. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, uh, we didn't get to Justin Turner. I do want to talk about that. Justin Turner's here. Plus, how are you processing the AD news? If you didn't hear Stephen A. earlier... He's got a strong take on how careful the Lakers need to be about Anthony Davis. We'll hear from Stephen A. in just a moment.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
1: many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
0: Listen to the deal.
2: Listen to the deal on Spotify. Sedano, so Elsie, and Cap. To the left, to the left. Why are you playing this one today, Laura?
4: Because of Jesse from Beaumont. He can go to the left, to the left with his thoughts. Just saying.
2: Cero izquierda.
4: Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't agree with him, so
2: <laughs> That that sounds so much better in Spanish Than it does in English, right? Un Anything. cero de
4: izquierda Anything in Spanish sounds way better to me Right mm-hmm. A zero to the left Yep. You can curse in Spanish and it sounds better Oh, way better Yeah Way And more impactful, for sure <laughs> For sure
3: You guys are going to have to teach me the best curses Because I don't know them I don't know Spanish cursing so well Oh
2: Wow Oh, yeah, man. You know what we could do whenever, whenever COVID is over. Okay, we should do like a fun, like, like, a, like, a, like just a separate show. Like one day, it could be like, um, almost like treat it like a live podcast. I don't want to do just a live show. I want to do like, like during the week. I'm talking about like a Saturday where we can kind of just like it's just us in the audience and we can curse. It's not even on the air. It's just a show for us, right? Want to like know a where show? to do it? for the audience what's that
3: where where would you like to do it
2: well it'd have to be somewhere big enough to hold people i'll
3: tell you you want to hear i got the idea you ready for this where have you downloaded yet are you up to speed yet on an app called clubhouse
2: i am but i wanted like a real venue where we can do it
3: like oh you want to like do it in person
2: yeah 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 i'm not talking about an app because i also think that um Mark Cuban's app, Fireside, or whatever the hell it's going to be called, is going to be better than Clubhouse.
3: Haven't heard of Fireside.
2: Something like that. I think it's called Fireside. He's got an app that's coming out just like that, um, that's better. It's got, like, a live feature or, or something, or a recording feature. I don't know. It has something that Clubhouse doesn't have. Um, but I – so – you know I, I know people are on clubhouse trudel is on clubhouse uh my guy ben golliver from sports illustrated i think or is he now watching the post i'm actually
3: george tomorrow at one o'clock in the afternoon i'm hosting a clubhouse uh session i guess yeah where a, sesh? a, a sesh i guess it's a clubhouse hang buddy yeah mm-hmm. and it's um it's all about how high school football is on the verge of returning to the football fields in california and it's and i think it's getting really really close for people who care about this stuff yeah um High school football and high school sports because of the leadership of all. And listen, there's a lot of different opinions about this, but these coaches went crazy. They took their fight directly to Sacramento. They met with the governor. They've met with state assembly people. They've met with with local uh, county supervisors, et cetera, et cetera. So tomorrow, one o'clock, you can come find me on Clubhouse. I'm going to be hosting a whole conversation about the return of high school sports.
2: OK, fair How enough. That? Where do people find you?
3: on clubhouse if you just go to clubhouse you can find me Scott Kaplan. It's listen, okay. it's new stuff. So, you know, everybody's trying to learn how to use these things.
2: All right, I said I wasn't going to take any more calls. But Jesse out in Beaumont, um, you know, way out there was uh has called back.
3: Should I take him? I think it'd be a lovely thing to do, frankly.
2: Okay. Um, all right, Jesse. What do you got? Cuz I'm taking you this time. So, what do you got?
0: <laughs> first first of all, let me just say it's called roadside assistance, man get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's called AAA, call it.
4: Trouble. He let you on he air and you're taking shots,
3: bro. <laughs> come on now. No, it's actually a good piece of advice cuz George, chances are you probably have AAA or even your auto I do, insurance. but I
2: wasn't going to use it. I w- I literally my wife said that. She said, "Don't you just why don't you just use your roadside assistance?" I said, "I'm four blocks from my bleeping house." And yet she had to come pick you up. So what? It's four <laughs> blocks away. I'm not wasting a
3: roadside assistance for that. You could have walked home.
0: I could have walked it's home. It's dangerous, man. It's dangerous to be out there with no gas stuck on the side of the road. There's b- people are distracted. They don't see you, and that's how accidents happen. But check this out, guys. I've been watching LeBron play this season, right? And I've and I just been thinking, okay, who is the young guy and who is the veteran? Like, who is the one playing at 36? AD looks like the guy that's been playing longer. LeBron looks like the young guy. It's not fair to LeBron. First of all. Second, I want to say this is what's... We're, we're getting a little glimpse of what's to come with AD. He is, this is what he is. He gets injured. I'm afraid once LeBron leaves, we're going to get stuck with this guy. My move is get him healthy, put him on the trading block, get a big superstar, one, one versus one, to switch him out and get him out of our team before LeBron leaves and this starts getting really, really Jesse, bad. Jesse, let me ask you a question. I'm Beaumont.
2: I know you're out there by Morongo. Okay. Now let me let me ask. You. Have you been have you been hitting have you been in the bar
0: there or something? No, nah, man. I just I've been seeing this guy get hurt. Last year he <laughs> he was on the ground more than he was standing up. Yeah. And now he's hurt again. Okay. I'm telling you when LeBron leaves, you're going to depend on this guy? Yeah. Well, listen, I'll say this. I don't think it's
2: I wouldn't trade him. First of all, he's never going to get traded, okay, with as long as LeBron is here. Okay? Uh, number two, that's not happening. Like I'm telling you, they share the same agent. Um, a lot of things, they moved heaven and earth to get him, okay? That is not happening. Um, however, I do think that there is got to be a healthy little fear once LeBron is gone about AD's future because I do believe the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. So I don't think you're crazy crazy, but I think you're crazy to think he's going to get traded while LeBron's here.
3: Well, how about also no, no, my, the, the my idea, opinion. though? But just real quick, how about this idea, though, of of being worried about this is a big deal. I mean, if if what Jesse is saying is right and if, George, what you keep saying, which is, you know, you're why do you think a guy gets hurt? Because he's always getting hurt. So that's why I think he's going to get hurt. And this, this could be a much bigger problem. I mean, he went through the season last year. They won a title. Everybody was feeling great about themselves. And they they opened up the checkbook and they gave him a whole ton of money and. The question really is, will this be what the next five years or four years is really all about with AD? Is he going to – guys deal with nagging injuries, I got it. But is is this what the future holds? Because this is what the past has presented?
2: Uh, It's definitely a tough spot. I don't think there's any question. There's a tough spot. Jesse, uh, I wouldn't trade him yet. Um, I think you kind of have to kind of play this thing out. I don't think it's happening just because I know the players involved, and but I mean players, not just LeBron and AD. I just know that the 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 entities involved, and I don't see it. But thank you for the call. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, I don't just don't run look, out cap, of gas. Yeah, they cap. Clutch Sports is not trading Anthony Davis. I understand,
3: and and Los his States. his idea though, it's what he was. I think what he was trying to say is this: Look, t- t- he's t- worried about his future, Correct. you know, after LeBron's gone. I get right. it. Right, I get it. I think it's legit. I think that, um, again, when you've won the championship and you've got this, you're, you're drunken in by what it is to have won, that, you know, hey, my dad, it was when his team, they won. It's now my team. We just won. And gosh, this is the group, and I love these guys. And we all celebrated AD's new contract because it kept him here for five years. Now, today, after watching what we're watching and what we've been talking about for all this time, I think a lot of people, rightly so, are nervous about not just now, the next four weeks, the next, you know, two and a half, three months. You got to start really, really thinking about how do you keep a man with this kind of a body—he's a gigantic dude. How do you keep this guy healthy? You know, and I thought the caller made an interesting point. LeBron looks like the young guy who doesn't have the wear and tear, and AD is breaking down like the older guy.
2: Yeah. No, I listen. I I think that the concerns are valid, okay. Um, but I would just say that I I just know the I know the the players involved again, right? right like that. I, I'm traded. just going back to that. They didn't move heaven and earth almost literally, okay? They traded everybody but Kyle Kuzma and their picks for the next bazillion years, okay, to get Anthony Davis. They are
3: not moving off of Anthony Davis. And and by the way, um, the the way the caller says, just trade him big man for big man. Well, if you're on the other end of that trade, you're like, wait a second, I'm going to take the big man who's breaking down? I don't think so. Yeah.
2: Um, Speaking of making moves, like, you know, for for guys, you know, who are aging, um, you know, I know he mentioned LeBron is aging, but he looks young. You know, the Dodgers did get Justin Turner to come back. Um, we never talked about it, but we might as well give it a minute.
3: (laughs) Well, Um, you know, we, we jumped on it on Friday though. And we talked about how, look, regardless of money, and it's a really, really good deal. I mean, he's getting $17 million a year for two years. Um, so, you know, 35 million or whatever the number was total, but to, to, to get a raise small as it may be in baseball terms to be with your team, to have a chance to pursue a title, to be the heart and soul of the franchise. To me, it was a no brainer, regardless of money.
2: Yeah, and the reality is 17 or $18 million for a guy at that stage who's going to play a decent amount of games, right? Like a, 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 a lot of games, right? Probably all of them. Um, he's going to be your starting third baseman. That's kind of the marketplace right now.
3: Yeah, just because he's 36 years old – um, thirty six, yes. You're right. In in baseball, you know, I think you can be playing and 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 be producing at thirty six years old. But again, look, it's not like when Kobe got his last deal and he was paid for all he had done. It's not like Derek Jeter when he was paid for all he'd already accomplished. Um, Justin Turner has been a heart and soul guy on this team. Mm-hmm. Keep using that phrase, and, and he got himself a, nice, a nice new heart deal. And soul. Give a little bit of let you go. <laughs> Do you remember that song? I do remember it. I didn't remember it quite that way, but not bad.
2: Yeah. All right. I needed to sing on the way out. We're out of here. Laura's telling us to get the hell out of here. All right. Excellent work, Kaplan.
3: Dude, really enjoyed it. Great job, team.
2: All right. LZ will be joining us. We're off tomorrow. We're back Wednesday. Greg and Laura, excellent work as well. The Slee is coming up. Lakers talk with our guy, Playoff Sliwa. We'll talk to you Wednesday at 4 o'clock or at 3.55, actually. So make sure you're tuning in. We'll talk to you then. See ya.